and good afternoon, GRN listeners. Tuning in right now for your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from all across the South and Central Texas markets, from Marble Falls to Fredericksburg and Kerrville to Yavaldi and right here in good old San Antonio. We're very thankful that you've decided to spend your time joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. Uh, joining me in studio is my wonderful co-host, Alexandra Kubabatu, a.k.a. Alex K. Hey, folks. Good to see you. And together we bring you wonderful discussions highlighting various events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. So, of course, before we begin, let's get the show started as we should do in all things, and that is in prayer. So wherever you might be, think and meditate on these words along with us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, long-expected Jesus, excite in me a wonder at the wisdom and power of your Father and ours. Receive my prayer as part of my service of the Lord who enlists me in God's own work for justice. Come, long-expected Jesus, excite in me a hunger for peace, peace in the world, peace in my home, peace in myself. Come, long-expected Jesus, excite in me a joy responsive to the Father's joy. I seek his will so I can serve with gladness, singing, and love. Come, long-expected Jesus, excite in me the joy and love and peace it is right to bring to the manger of my Lord. Raise in me, too, sober reverence for the God who acted there, hearty gratitude for the life begun there, and spirited resolution to serve the Father and Son. I pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, whose advent I hail. Amen. St. Lucy. Pray for us. St. Joseph, diligent protector of Christ. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow. So we've got quite a bit in store today. We've got quite a bit to get caught up on. Got a great show lined up for you folks today. We're going to be, uh, of course, uh, talking to a first time guest uh, to, to the radio station here, but uh, is in no way new uh, to apostolate work and to the mission of evangelization. Uh, I'll have Alexandra uh, introduce him here in just a bit. I want to get caught up on just a few things, of course. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to talk about with everybody was the men's march that took place back, um, you know, last uh, this past Wednesday. Yes. OK, on on, um, you know, December 8th, the feast of our uh, or the solemnity rather, of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I got to tell you, Alex, it was such a great event. Uh, this was organized by uh, Eli Danzi, um, and it was sponsored by uh, the, the guys at uh, the San Antonio Family Association and mm-hmm. was co- co-sponsored by uh, them and the San Antonio Coalition for Life. I think it was uh, 75 people. Um, it, it looked like more than that. Yes. But 75 men suited up right suited up dressed to the nines with rosary in hand praying for the reparation of of you know the the uh, you know the abhorrent sin of abortion i mean it was amazing to have everybody out there uh we marched from 
you know, the Planned Parenthood facility uh, there on San Pedro. And we marched all the way to, um, you know, the main plaza in front of uh, San Fernando Cathedral, praying the rosary. We prayed and sang uh, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And I got to tell you, you know, when, you know, it, it, there wasn't a whole lot of planning to this. I mean, it might have just been a little bit more than than a week's planning. But I tell you what, the Holy Spirit showed up. Yeah, uh, he he really did. And I know the guys were fired up. Richard and I were out there. Um, you know, Deacon Sal uh, from St. Matthew's, uh, of course, Father Will from you know uh, you know St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church. Uh, just holy men, you know. And I, I tell people all the time if they haven't ever you know, heard a group of, of men pray, um, you know, you, you should, you should gather a, you know, you should gather, um, a group of men together, invite them to a rosary. You know, maybe one of you guys out there, uh, right now who, who are interested in, in getting a rosary started, uh, a holy hour, you know, uh, you know, started a rosary with the specific intention for, um, you know, our, our priests, for our bishops, um, you know, whatever intention that you have, but get, get a gathering of men there. And I tell you what, when you're praying in unison, close your eyes. It's got to be the most beautiful and most powerful sound out there, I tell you. Um, so that that was uh, one of the things uh, that that took place since the last time that we were on with you last week. Um, and I got to tell you, it, it was just the the amount of of people, the turnout. Uh, we had, you know, at first when we first talked to Eli about this, we thought we were just gonna, you know, need like two mm-hmm. police officers to escort us on the sidewalks. Right? No. We needed like 13, um, you know, police officers. I saw that. I saw that on the Facebook. I was like, that was wow. Yes. I was like, they're, they're, they're really getting, you know, protection. Yes. We got the, yeah, we had two lanes, you know, there on the right hand side. And, oh, it was just such an amazing feeling. And if that wasn't enough for my walking, you know, (laughs) we, I, I got to participate for the first time, uh, in the, um, our Lady of Guadalupe pilgrimage walk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this pilgrimage walk, you know, first I was told, uh, it's 17 miles. Then, you know, I heard it was like 19 miles. I was like, Oh my goodness. Well, I guess I looked it up online after yeah. it all was said and done. I think it was right at 18 miles. Wow. So for those of you that aren't familiar, this is a pilgrimage walk, uh, that begins at the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe on El Paso Street. Um, the pastor out there is, uh, Father Alberto Marin. Uh, you can catch more information online uh, about that beautiful shrine out there by visiting um, olgsanantonio.com. Again, that's www.olgsanantonio.com. He gave such a wonderful uh, you know, homily. Uh, it's such a beautiful parish. I would encourage everyone who has not gone out there to go pay them a visit. It is. It's such a beautiful parish, a uh, beautiful image of Our Lady of Guadalupe there at the altar. Uh, it's just breathtaking. Uh, and we finished, of course, at Our Lady of Guadalupe in Halotus. And again, another beautiful parish out there. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, they Everyone involved with the planning of this, uh, they did great. They had folks, you know, uh, passing out waters and, and, and snacks and such. Uh, and of course, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe and Halotus, uh, their pastor out there, Father Scott Janicek, um, 
If, if you haven't heard him give a homily, I urge you, get out there and hear him give a homily. Uh, he, he celebrates with such reverence. And his message, there's no confusion in his message. You know, I, I love hearing him speak. I love hearing him preach. Uh, and for more information on Our Lady Guadalupe in Helotus, you can go to olghelotus.org. Uh, and regarding and talking more about the pilgrimage. So Richard and I, of course, were out there with our wives. His kids joined us. We had a great group of pilgrims that join us, Eduardo and his wife, Tanya, uh, Erica, a longtime listener and supporter of the GRN, Teresa and Julia, her daughter, uh, who are also supporters and volunteers, and many more. And I'm hoping that that list uh, of folks that I named off is going to continue to grow. And this is your own personal invitation, listeners. That's right. I'm talking to you, tuning in <laughs> right now. I'm inviting you to join us, and hopefully we can get a GRN South and Central Texas, um, you know, band together and actually and and march and pray and offer up um you know our prayers for the intentions of everyone on our minds on a daily basis uh so what's what's been going on with you alex this weekend yeah well we had our own little personal uh <laughs> a walk um we did overnight camping for the first time as a family it sounds like fun it is it it was yes i was very impressed by the little ones i mean my youngest is 21 months old and yeah okay he fussed for a little bit but after a while he was okay i thought my three-year-old would really you know because she's afraid of the dark yeah but um no she handled it really well and then uh, we overnight camped and in the morning we got up and we went on a hike uh, about one point six miles or something like that not 18 miles no are you kidding? Oh, i thought everybody just walked 18 miles just because <laughs> it felt like 18 miles because i carried my 21 month oh, old the wow. whole time he didn't want to be put down in the, oh. in, the in our little kid cart so um yeah but no that that was a whole lot of fun it was nice to uh, get out into the into nature and uh and pray and just be with my family and and have fun like that amen yeah so you know that's what we did this weekend and then um um yeah and okay i want to talk a little bit about god at sunday because that was yesterday and um it's 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 a lesser known uh celebration but you know god it in sunday is actually the latin word for rejoice so rejoice and joy is the theme of god it's sunday and the expectation of um the coming of our lord jesus sure. christ right his birth so sure. um that's why we light a pink candle on god at sunday is it pink or is it rose yeah. okay okay all right we're getting, we're getting into we're getting into uh specifics here but yes it is a rose candle my Amen. kids call it pink i call it pink okay but it is a rose candle and and then our our, our priests wear the rose colored um garments so um, yeah, so God at Sunday, it's, a, it's about celebrating, um, the joyful feast of the coming of our Lord. And I just want to, you know, emphasize, um, it's on the third Sunday of Advent. So, um, yeah. you know, a lot of us who are, are new to this, the, the Advent candle lighting every week, um, it, it's, it's good to, you know, get a little bit of knowledge of, of these. Um, when I first started, when we first started the tradition of lighting that Advent yeah. candle, um, we got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and, and it wasn't until later that we, you know, learned that it's on the third uh, um, Sunday of Advent. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, pretty much my, how my weekend uh, was. And um, I want to talk a little bit about St. Lucy. Today's the Feast of St. Lucy. Ah, today is the Feast of St. Lucy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she's um, a, a, an amazing, she has an amazing story. So just to summarize it for 
for all of us um, listening. Um, she was martyred in the fourth century. So um, her mother had tried to, she came from like a well-to-do family. Her mother tried to arrange her marriage to a pagan man. and uh, But she wanted to devote her life to Christ. That's mm-hmm. you know, what she wanted to do. Um, so she would frequently pray at the tomb of St. Agatha. Okay. Now, St. Agatha appeared to her in a dream who told her that um, her mother would be healed of a uh, of an illness through faith. So, um, so after this occurred, she went to go tell her mother. Her mother, of course, fell ill, and then she was healed. And um, that really convinced her mother that her daughter should devote her life to Christ. So she had already made this arrangement with this pagan man. So he wasn't very very happy that her mother gave her dowry away to the poor and now was um encouraging saint well, lucy to you know follow christ and for the rest of her life so he wasn't happy and turned her over betrayed her to the governor at the time um i don't know if i'll say this correctly but his um his name was governor pascasius mm-hmm. okay so um this governor sent guards to take her to a brothel to defile her The guards could not move her. So they couldn't lift her themselves. So they got her, you know, tied to a, um, a team of oxen and the oxen couldn't move her either. (laughs) So that was a little um, big miracle right there. So then what they did is they tried to burn her, but then the, the logs would not light. And, uh, so then they resorted to, you know, finally just, killing her with the swords, right? So that's how she met her end. But she is a a martyr and um, patron saint of the blind. So that's that's how she's she's remembered. Yeah, I was going to add to that. um, She's actually part of my personal litany of saints, uh, in fact. And I was just going to mention that she's usually depicted um, holding a platter with her eyes uh, Mm -hmm. in, in there. And I have, you know, I have issues with my own, well, my right eye, you I know, see. so uh, I, I do pray for her intercession uh, often. Uh, in, in fact, wow, that's, that's, that's great information and, and thanks for sharing uh, with us. So a couple more things before we, uh, you know, get started with our, our conversation uh, today. I do want to, you know, discuss uh, with everybody, um, if you're not aware of St. Pius X's parish mission, uh, that's kicking off today and will be running through the 15th. Um, so that's going to be today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. They've got two sessions, uh, of course. You've got an a.m. session that starts at 9 a.m., or a 7 p.m. Um, this is going to be a parish Advent mission. Uh, Dr. Susan McGurgan uh, will be giving inspiring talks about hope in the season of Advent. Again, this is uh, taking place at St. Pius X Catholic Church um, over there on Urban Crest, I, I believe it is. But for more information, uh, you can visit the parish website at www dot saint pious that's p-i-u-s pious x-s-a dot org uh, for more information also the archdiocese of san antonio uh, well i tell you what the music just uh, you know came on that means we're going to take a quick break uh when we come back i'll finish off uh, you know with the rest of the updates here and we'll be joined in studio with our guests Just keep it tuned right there we'll be right back
University of Dallas, a sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network, has produced a documentary-style miniseries called The Quest that recently aired on EWTN television and is now available to everyone at no charge. The Quest draws on scripture, history, and literature to explore the Christian life as a narrative of joyful courage in troubled times. Each of the five episodes can be viewed by visiting quest.udallas.edu. That's quest.udallas.edu. This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. We get questions all the time about when a parent should allow a child to experience certain freedoms, such as having a smartphone, going to parties, or dating. The answer is not clear-cut, because all children mature differently. How is a parent to know what to do? The analogy we use a lot is teaching a child to swim. When kids are young and aren't familiar with the water, you keep them close. As they learn, you let them go out a bit farther. The ultimate goal is that you are standing on the shore watching them swim alone. When kids are young, it's our job to protect their innocence. But as they grow, we need to help build Christian maturity. Through this process of forming them in virtue, parents learn when to give the children a chance to try and sometimes to fail. We think it's wise for parents to teach children how to handle certain freedoms when they're under your roof. Then you can be there as a trusted guide to help them navigate the turbulent and occasionally confusing waters of young adulthood. For more resources in our podcast, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. It was somewhat of an accident, and I have a lot of windshield time driving for work, and Usually I'm listening to my gospel music, and so I wanted to find something else different. And so I started scrolling, I found Guadalupe Radio. I started listening to it on a regular basis, and what I realized, had I found this station years ago, my conversion would have probably happened years ago. The Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. And we are back, folks. Thank you again. This is Sean Rice, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. You're tuning in right now to In His Vineyard, your local and live program every Monday at 12 p.m. Uh, before we went to break, I was just going to get everyone caught up on the Archdiocese's um, you know, youth ministry, youth adult ministry. Uh, they invite you, of course, to worship on the river. Uh, this is taking place. Uh, looks like this is going to be on the 19th, I want to say. Yeah, oh, excuse me, Tuesday, December 14th um, from 2021. I told you I had, you know, vision problems sometimes. So <laughs> that four looked like a nine there for a little bit. But December 14th, 2021, um, that is tomorrow from 6.30 to 8 p.m. at St. Joseph's uh, Church downtown. Uh, and of course, they invite you to, um, you know, an evening with the Blessed Sacrament fellowship and of course wonderful christmas music uh just you know get get involved there's so much that you can probably uh take part in in and around the diocese all you have to do is research and look up the information go to your parish website and see what's going on i know there's a lot of parishes out there hosting their lessons and carols um you know uh, events as well uh and as we continue making our way through advent uh, I do want to make sure that uh, I make everybody aware uh, about the you know penance services that are currently going on. This may not encompass all of them, but again, uh, whatever I don't announce, just please look up your own personal parish and see uh, what's going on um, you know with the Advent Parish services. So uh, if you're listening in our Marble, Marble Falls area, um, if you're listening out in um, you know. 
Kingsland, Burnett, um, you know, those are, you know, some of the areas uh, that, that we get out in the Diocese of Austin. Um, our, our mother of sorrows in Burnett is having a penance service, Advent penance service, uh, Wednesday, uh, the 15th at 5.30 p.m. Uh, if you go to St. Charles Borromeo, uh, in Kingsland, their penance service is gonna be December 15th at 6.30 p.m. Uh, also in St. John's Marble Falls, you've got two days out there. You've got tomorrow, um, you've got Tuesday, December 21st at 7 p.m. and Wednesday, December 22nd at 10 a.m. So those are for the, uh, parishes and the listening areas, um, you know, in, in the Diocese of Austin. And here in San Antonio, I've got three for you, but if you know of more, please let us know. Uh, I'd love to, you know, get the information out there. Uh, but once again, please, you know, reach out to your own parish, uh, if I don't, uh, you know, make the announcement. So the first one here is Little Flower Basilica. So Wednesday, December 15th from 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, and for more information, you can find that um, at littleflowerbasilica.org. Uh, we've got uh, a penance service, Advent penance service uh, being hosted at St. Matthew's uh, as well over there on Wurzbach. Uh, that's December 16th. At 7 p.m., that's Thursday, uh, individual confessions uh, are going to be offered in the church uh, and also at St. Paul uh, Catholic Church here in San Antonio, Thursday uh, at 6.30 uh, p.m. For more information, uh, for those of you that uh, go to St. Paul's, uh, you can go to St. That's S-A-I-N-T, spell out the word St. Paul, P-A-U-L-S-A dot Org. So again, I would encourage everybody, if you haven't had the chance uh, to go to confession uh, just yet, you know, make sure you're properly disposed uh, to be able to receive Christ in the Eucharist uh, at Christmas. It, it'd be a wonderful thing. So Alex, uh, let's go ahead and uh, set up for everybody what today's show is about. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing show with the one and only Martin Martinez. He's the lay director of the Archdiocese English Corsillo. <laughs> Welcome, Martin. Thank you, Sean and Alex. I appreciate the invitation <laughs> to come out here. Um, I'm kind of nervous. This is my first time uh, doing this, uh, but I'm very happy to be here and, and very blessed. Well, before we got the show started, you were telling us that you've got history and like public performance, <laughs> right? You should have no nerves about you. <laughs> well, I guess so, but um, uh, the prayer, though, it really helped me. I, I really appreciated that prayer. Um, and actually, I just want to say hello to my to my wife Veronica, my son Alejandro, and Diego, and Martin, and my daughter Magda, uh, who are listening. I hope, and also to everybody, uh, just to let you know that that about the Cursillo movement, which is why you invited me. Yeah. But I wanted to say that that uh, that prayer uh, kind of touched a lot as I'm thinking about the Cursillo, um, about exciting hunger. Yeah. It, it asked for, and I think that that was one of the things that that. Um, the Cursillo uh, is, for me, uh, what it did for me was excite a hunger. Yeah. Um, and I think that's exactly what the world is hungry. And, and so what we want to do is to, to let people know that this hunger can be satisfied. Sure. And so I think that's, that's one of the beauties uh, of, of, of the faith and also 
of that prayer, you know, talked about joy and gladness and love. Man, all those things are stuff I was going to talk about, but you said it all in the prayer, so I guess I, I, I can leave now. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, so fast. Yeah, we can't let you off the hook that fast. You know, if you would, for, for our listeners, uh, you know, Martin, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, where, are you from San Antonio? Where do you go to church? And, uh, you know, tell us uh, how you personally got involved with this uh, Curcio movement, and if you can give us a, a history a, a of its founding and, you sure. know, just, just to, you know, tell us all about it. Yes, I'm uh, born and raised in San Antonio. Um, my parish is St. James the Apostle in the south side of San Antonio. Greetings to everybody uh, from the south side of San Antonio, from the parish of, uh, of St. James. And uh, so I actually, well, I mentioned already I'm married. Uh, Veronica, I have four beautiful children and uh, I'm active there at St. James and in other places. Um, I lived my cursillo when I was 16 years old, actually, wow. in 1983, and uh, it has pretty much marked my life uh, since then, and and so I think that's one of the reasons that, that it kind of, even though I wasn't always active in the cursillo until very recently, um, I'd say within the last three or four years, I came back, and and that kind of has, that fire has been lit in me. Uh, to to continue um, this encounter that I had with the Lord and to help others to encounter the Lord as well, which is what the Curcio uh, really is about. You know, you talked about the history. You you mentioned yourself that you were in a pilgrimage, right, an 18-mile yeah. hike. Yeah. And actually the Curcios, interestingly enough, uh, began uh, as a pilgrimage back in the 19, uh, for, uh, 1940s there was this um, this group called Catholic Action, which is a movement in the church, which is still active in Spain. And one of the things that they wanted to do was to excite faith, especially in young people. And so they, they had this plan to have a, a pilgrimage to Santiago, right? Uh, or, uh, you know, it's, it's very popular now the, for that pilgrimage. They often call it El Camino. But they had this plan of having 100,000 young people that, that going to Compostela, and so in the midst of that preparation, um, they would have what they called short courses or cursillos, okay. which were about a week long. And in one of those, uh, that planning process, a gentleman by the name of Eduardo Bonin uh, became involved in it. Eduardo Bonin is, we consider, the founder of the cursillo movement. He was from Mallorca, Spain, and uh, he was in the military. Everybody had to join the military at that time in mm-hmm. the 30s and and 40s um but he had this this uh idea right this what we call the charism that came from the holy spirit uh that kind of excited him and other youth uh to begin a, a different type of cursillo you know it went from a week to to three days right uh, uh and so from there uh just to give you a, a quick where we are today and we can go back at any time to talk about that because there's a lot of interesting history is uh, now the Curcio is in all five continents. It's all over the world. Um, here in, in in Texas, we're blessed because the first uh, Curcio in the U.S. happened in, in Waco, Texas. And the first English Curcio, because it was all in Spanish before, uh, in San Angelo in 1961. So actually they celebrated, how many is that, 60 years or so, uh, of the first English Curcio. And it happened here in in Texas, so so we're kind of blessed 
in in that 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 uh, we were able to to do that and and cursillo has always been part of my life my parents were cursistas that's what we call wow. people who went to the cursillo and i developed my love for conjunto music as i was talking earlier <laughs> the accordion and the bajo sexto through the the spanish cursillo because they were very active and and that music just grabbed me because they would play that at the at the ending of each uh, cursillo is a clausura and and i was mesmerized you know and the joy right. you talk about joy and gaudete right the gaudet the this latin word for rejoice there was just so much joy and that that marked me that's another thing that that kind of um i never uh, forget is is the joy of 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 these men if we went to a men's cursillo uh closing or a women's that they would give their testimony um and in of their experience right and and so that just kind of fits in perfectly with what we're talking about this this idea of 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 joy this idea of of this pilgrimage for our lady guadalupe you know happy feast day yeah yesterday was the feast of our lady of guadalupe Amen. and and i think she also is is uh, another reason why we rejoice right um i used to work at the mexican american catholic college what it's called now for 10 years i was involved and, and loved it before i i moved to to work at assumption seminary but one of the things that that really uh i learned a lot just working there uh is about the our lady guadalupe the image the whole event what they call the guadalupe event that you were talking about that you're just really starting to get in uh, kind of excited about yeah. about the whole image and you know you got the guadalupe radio network and that's yeah. your patroness and so uh she's also the patroness of the americas right and and um so this this whole idea the story of of uh of going to Juan Diego is in indigenous name called Watsin and and dignifying him because he felt like many of the people at that time in 1531 they were conquered they felt like like they didn't know that the that the gods at that time uh they didn't know they felt they had been abandoned and then our lady of Guadalupe comes to tell them no you know I'm the mother of the true god yeah. and he loves you and the cursillo I think that's the message that that we want to to spread that Bonin wanted to let everybody know uh that God loves them and and that is probably the key uh virtue I could say of of the cursillo is 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 the love of of God in Jesus and the other one is joy so those two kind of fit I think with with what we're we've been talking about um and this idea of of this rest, restlessness that that Bonin and others had um because in Spain much like it is today in in many parts of of the world right there's a lot of of uh people forgetting about God yeah. even in Christian nations or what we call Christian nations sure. or even Catholic nations Spain today yeah. you can hear how very secularized it is there was this this kind of forgetting about God and and you know in in um when he was in the military Bonin lived in the barracks. He was kind of um I guess uh, you can say uh isolated when he was young cuz he lived in a little tiny island called Mallorca. But when he went to live in the barracks, he met all these guys that were like for lack of a better word, worldly. Sure. And and he but yet he wanted to learn more about them. He talked to them and and uh he realized that that they didn't know much about God or about about Jesus or the Holy Spirit um they might have had a cultural kind of faith 
But at the same time, he saw that they also had certain virtues, right? So he wasn't willing to condemn them uh, because they weren't, quote-unquote, uh, really Catholic, right? He he saw that they do have some virtues, and what they just needed to do know is that God loved them. And so he began this process of, of, of working with other uh, of the youth uh, to, to create this opportunity for them to encounter the Lord. You know, and that's been a big thing in... in Recently, you know, since before Vatican II, but with John Paul, you know, he talked about the encounter yeah. with the living Jesus Christ. Uh, Benedict said that that uh, faith is not just uh, an idea, you know, it's a person. Sure. And then Pope Francis, of course, talks about the culture of encounter. And so this 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 is in the 40s. And I think in a lot of ways, this lay movement um, was kind of, uh, what can you say, uh, uh, um it was it was before Vatican II, and Vatican II said a lot about the laity, right? Our role in the world um, as as our kind of our vineyard, right? Mm-hmm. And and so he was a precursor, I guess you can say. He had this vision, uh, and that's how I can say that it, it was the Holy Spirit because he saw that lay people uh, needed to get more involved. They needed to encounter the Lord. They needed to to also quote unquote evangelize, even though that wasn't really yeah. a word that that came out until maybe uh, Paul the Sixth, but uh, and and so for him uh, that became uh, key, and so for us also I think now that we're talking about the new evangelization, we're talking about all these things. It's it's amazing uh, to see how how the Holy Spirit inspired uh, Bonin, who, and yesterday when I was talking to you, you mentioned Saint Jose Maria Escriva, who's yeah. also a Spaniard, yeah, and also his kind of emphasis on on the lay people, right, uh, and where we're at, right, to bloom where we're planted. We often say in Cursillo, but it's it's so true that we don't have to go anywhere except outside of where we are already. We just have to bring Christ, you know. And and so we were talking earlier too about music and and being a conjunto, and I play yeah. in a band, and 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 I have you know uh, members in the band, and we all love the Lord. Um, but we also love conjunto music. We all love Tex-Mex right. music, you know. <laughs> and and so one of the things that we learned in Cursillo was that uh, that you don't have to to leave where you are. Where you are, you just bring Christ. Amen. You know, if you're uh, if you're a um, a soccer coach, stay a soccer coach who loves the Lord. Right. You know, you don't have to all of a sudden. Uh, many times, and that was kind of the the if if there's anything that that was kind of a controversy. Was uh, Bonin had this thing with with uh, wanting lay people to get involved, and and in Spain the church was very strong, and they they didn't trust lay people to be by themselves. You know, they always had to have a priest, right? Yeah. So he agreed. You know, he loved priests. They they were friends, whatever. But he knew that that people needed to to be in the world because that's where the where the far away we call them, those that that don't know the Lord, are. You know, they're not going to be in in the church, or maybe they are. But for the most part, they stay away from the church or they come only on, on Christmas and Easter. Sure. Right? And so he said, we need them to be in their environments, whatever that environment is, um, and be a witness of God's love. And I think that's basically the the essence of, of the Cursillo movement, which is um, to focus on the need that everyone should know that God loves them. And so this whole prayer that you talked about, joy and yeah. love and the pilgrimage and and being the third Sunday of Advent, and then you talked about the young adults. You know, it's all kind of, um, I think it's it's a blessing, you know, that, that all this is coming right now. And, and um, you know, that kind of 
makes it easier for me to share because it's kind of all amen well i I can see you just glowing martin so i'm so glad you're here to talk about it again if you're just tuning in uh this is in his vineyard i'm your host sean rice uh joined with uh alex k my co-host and we're having a conversation about the history of the cursillo movement of course our guest martin martinez the late english director um you know here for the cursillo of uh, the archdiocese of san antonio you know i wanted to ask you uh martin uh there's a uh, a lot of similarities people would say regarding their Curcio three day, um, you know, and I, you know, three day, uh, I guess, pilgrimage or, or so. How would you describe mm. the three day uh, event? Right. Because I, I know it, I don't want to get, I don't want to confuse people with it with the Acts right. retreat because Acts is a, you know, is in itself, um, you know, that stemmed or came out of the Curcio movement along with uh, like Kairos, um, you know, the, the prison ministry uh, and just a lot of different similar three-day, uh, right. you know, quote-unquote retreats. But right. I don't want to use that uh, with the Curcio. So right. how did that, you know, how did all these different apostolates and, um, you know, retreats you know, kind of stem from uh, the Curcio movement? Well, I know that, that many times they were because they started with Cursistas. Acts Retreat started with Cursistas, and, and there was a certain request, say, from the pastor or the bishop, even Archbishop Flores, um, to focus on a different area, which wasn't part of our charism as a Curcio. And so uh, they went and started, like, prison ministry, you know, or Kairos, or, or um, college awakening retreats also kind of have that same similar uh, process as, as the Cursillo. And it, it's very interesting with the Cursillo, you talk, is, is it a pilgrimage? Well, a lot of the language of the Cursillo is in Spanish because it started in Spain sure, and it hasn't been translated. So, uh, for instance, uh, the clausura is the closing of the retreat. Um, we ask for prayer, we call it palanca, which is a lever, you know, mm-hmm. to... to to move a heavy stone, you need, yeah. you need a lever. And so prayer and sacrifice is that lever. And so we talk, we often use that. And we also use the image of pilgrimage. Everybody that comes into Cursillo, their little prayer book is very small. It's called the Pilgrim's Guide. And, and so there's always this, this kind of imagery of, of a pilgrimage with the Lord and being accompanied by friends. Friendship is the other key component that, that is so important in, and persevering uh, in our Christian life is how do we uh, persevere because uh, we can't do it alone. We can't do it by ourselves. We need a community, right? We need a parish or even more than that, like Jesus who had his apostles also had the 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 three, right? Peter, James, and John yeah. that he often would go to. And so the Cursillo often talks about uh, a small uh, group to share weekly uh, about their Christian life. Uh, and, and that is often... Um, the the response I think that 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 uh, many people at the time were trying to say, well, how do we keep this fire alive? And I hear that about a lot of retreats. How right. do we do that? And that was one of the key uh, components of the Cursillo that Bonin saw very early on uh, in the forties um, that there needed a way to persevere. And so the group reunion, and then the union, the reunion of the group reunions, which yeah. is called the Ultrea which is another Spanish word that had to do with pilgrimage. If you are, if you are on pilgrimage like you did with, you know, 18 miles and, yeah. <laughs> and you were getting tired, yeah. you know, you had somebody there to take, hey, come on, we can right. do it, we can do it. An old uh, Latin or Spanish word, ultrea, just means onward, you know, let's keep going, yeah. we can do it. And so how do we keep our life, 
our, our walk with the Lord, uh, moving on this life that we call pilgrimage. And in Vatican II, of course, we're called the Pilgrim Church, right? The church that's, that's kind of on the move uh, in this life. And, but we need to do it together. There's no way I don't think I could have done an 18 mile walk by myself. Oh, I couldn't either. You know, I would have, you know, <laughs> called a taxi or an Uber. Hey, come pick me up. I'm going home. You know, the and, thought did cross my <laughs> mind. But you know what kept uh, one thing that definitely kept me going was a, you know, when when the pain was starting to settle in, I was, uh, you know, sharing with Alex earlier that you know the first, let's say, 13, 14, 15 miles, you know, seemed like you know I was playful you know we were having a good old time out there but you know those the last leg of it you know you know kind of was painful but you know i i would really think about you know this is nothing compared to what the pains of jesus was like you know mm-hmm. and i stayed focused uh imagining you know our lady of guadalupe there in front of me and you know just trying to get to her you, mm-hmm. you know but uh yes now i wanted to ask you also um the Corsillo movement it spread Oh, wow, and there's the music again. <laughs> My goodness. Well, uh, before we get started, when we come back from the break, we're going to discuss how the Corsillo movement you know, spread through, through the five continents. So keep it tuned sure. right there. This is In His Vineyard. We will be right back. Planning on shopping online this year for Christmas? Did you know that you can help the Guadalupe Radio Network when you do your Christmas shopping online? All you need to do is shop on Amazon Smile and 0.5% of your purchase goes to the GRN. Just go to AmazonSmile.com and select La Promesa Foundation as your nonprofit of choice. La Promesa is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio. It's that simple to give some extra help to the Guadalupe Radio Network during the holiday season. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard the church criticized for defending celibacy? What about for defending marriage? Have you ever heard it accused of showing contempt for women, but also sneered at because only women go there? Have you ever heard it attacked for asceticism, but also for extravagance? How about for being dull? How about for being too garish? How about for being too worldly? or too unworldly, or insisting that people confess their sins, or showing too much mercy to sinners. Notice any contradiction among the critics? G.K. Chesterton says, here's a broad and simple test. If you hear a thing being accused of being too tall and too short, too red and too green, too bad in one way, and too bad also in the opposite way, then you may be sure that it is very good. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Hi, this is Dr. David Anders from EWTN's Call to Communion. I believe that the Ministry of Catholic Radio is one of the greatest tools we have in the Church for evangelism today. I hear from people all over the world on a daily basis who have encountered Christ in the Catholic Church for the first time by listening to Catholic Radio. Please support the Ministry of Catholic Radio today. Support Guadalupe Radio Network. And welcome back, folks. Again, thank you for joining us today on In His Vineyard. Uh, before we went to break, of course, uh, we were going to ask uh, Martin, our guest, uh, he's talking all things Curcio. Uh So if you would, you know, let's let's pick up where we left off, Alex. 
Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So I see a lot of, I know earlier you mentioned about our leader Guadalupe and, um, I want to just identify some parallels from mm. between the Curcio movement and our Lady of Guadalupe because, um, in 1541, 10 years after her appearance, nine million people mm. in Mexico had converted mm. and, um, it spread like wildfire. And because Our Lady came down and presented herself to Juan Diego, um, who was a, a simple man who mm. had a message for the, the, the bishops at the time when she could have gone directly to them to deliver the message, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. She went and gave, um, like you mentioned, dignified the, 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 the lay people, right? Mm. And, um, that I think that was, that was really significant and kind of parallels what the Cursillo movement is doing in reaching people where they are, um, uh, trying to get a, uh, uh, have a handout for the young, for the youth, right? And for uh, people of all ages to, to come and, you know, and encounter Christ where they are and meet them where they are. So I understand the Cursillo movement also spread throughout, um, the different continents and, and how did, how did that go about? Thank you. Yes. I, uh, one of the things just going back before I, I mentioned that is the, the focus on the person, mm-hmm. right? The importance of, of the person is key. And that's what Our Lady Guadalupe did for, for Juan Diego and for, for the people of Mexico at the time. Yes. That she was able to, to make them feel like, like they were somebody, right? right? That their life had meaning. And I think that's one of the key things that maybe, I can say helped uh, to this movement of the Cursillo, which was 40s and it was a precursor of a lot of other movements as well. Um, that was one of the things that I think the the bishops, especially uh, in Mallorca, one of the bishops, uh, Ervas, Juan Ervas, was a big supporter of the Cursillo because he saw mm-hmm. uh, the the power, you can say, of of conversion that people had when they encountered the mm-hmm. Lord. And and interestingly enough, though, the bishop that followed him uh, actually shut down the Cursillo for 10 years because, wow. uh, again, I think part of that was, was um, at the time, that was kind of cutting edge, right? And yeah. so, so Bishop Ervas, who moved to Ciudad Real, invited the Cursistas to come and have the Cursillo there. Mm-hmm. And, and from there, then it spread to Colombia, South America. It was all in Spanish, right? Yeah. At this time, everything was in Spanish. And, but in, in Latin America, uh, there's some writings that uh, B- uh, Bishop Ervas talks about that um, they saw the Cursillo uh, as a way to... Um, well, first of all, they knew that there were changes being made in their people's hearts in, in Mallorca, in Spain... Uh, Ervas was witness to even people that were anti-Catholic who mm-hmm. were coming to the Cursillo and then uh, even had a quote in one of his books about how he says, you know, at this guy that, that was uh, anti-Catholic, you know, when I entered, I wouldn't have even rec- uh, given you any time, Bishop, because I, I hated the church that much. But now, you know, I see the beauty of the church. And he said, you don't know, he told the bishop, you don't know what it's like uh, to not be in the church because you've always been in the church, right. mm-hmm. and for me, it's like a, a new birth, yeah. right? A new, uh, yes, a new world has been opened up, and so I think that that was was something new uh, in in as a movement. Um, he says himself, but Bonin says that, that there's many movements, but what he 
wanted to do is, is to create something that would help um, through the power of the Holy Spirit to bring about this this um, conversion for those mm-hmm. that were far away from the Lord's love who didn't know. Right. And so this kind of spread to Africa, Asia, Mexico, wow. you know, uh, later. Well, I ought to say it started in Latin America, really, um, in Mexico. And then it came to San Antonio. We we're talking about Archbishop Flores. He was a huge fan, I could say, of the cursillo because he was a cursista. He was a, a migrant farm worker, yeah. uh, a man of the people, and and he loved the cursillo because there was a lot of joy. He recorded songs. He would come. He would visit. Uh, I remember he came a couple of times to visit when I was uh, as a team member in, in mm-hmm. the cursillo. And so he, he knew that there was something there, um, and he really wanted to, to reach out to everybody. So he actually began... Uh, what was called the Young Adult Cursillo Movement. That's where I kind of entered into the, into the Cursillo. Um, but that's kind of been the history of the Cursillo where many mm-hmm. times bishops kind of see the Cursillo as a tool, sure. right? A tool. And and Bonin was kind of getting away from that. He didn't want it to be a tool. He just wanted it to be an encounter sure. where the where the freedom of the human person meets the Spirit of God. Amen. And you allow that that to happen. Once you have that, then of course evangelism, you're going to want to evangelize. You're right. going to want to do yes. all this. You want to be part of the community. Right. But, but we're not going to ask people like a recruitment, right. you know, it's, it's done by, by uh, being um, attracted, right? right? Attracted to, yeah. to the Lord in us, right? By them seeing the Lord in us. And so that requires a big time attitude change yeah. in all of us, conversion yeah. every day to be more like Christ, you know, and, and, and to, Ask the Lord to help us to to be able to to be a witness, uh, like like Saint Paul the Sixth, Pope Paul the Sixth, and Saint John Paul the Second said that that the world needs uh, has plenty of teachers. Yeah. What we need are witnesses. Amen. Right. So the Cursillo never says that we're there for for teaching or for catechesis. At one point, it was used for that, but now we're realizing that really what it is is to provide an opportunity for people to encounter the Lord in freedom. And, and, you know, uh, this conversion is really about uh, moving from where you are to where you could be, yeah. from fully alive, from alive to fully alive, from yeah. human to fully human. Let me, let me ask you, Martin, um, you know, and how do, people, how do people do that? How do they get involved? How do they attend a Cursillo pilgrimage? Let's say? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Cursillo pilgrimage. Well, you know, uh, just like uh, when you were in uh, many times when people go to the Camino, they have an interest, but then they know somebody who will help them sure. and accompany them. And so friendship, as I mentioned earlier, is another key con, so important. And so we don't, the Cursillo, um, and maybe that's why a lot of people don't know about the Cursillo, because we don't really have advertisements out of right. the parish. Mm-hmm. Right. What it is, is is we expect a Cursista uh, to go out to their friends and, and be like a sponsor. Sure. And so they are invited to come to the Cursillo. And then we get to, at the Cursillo, we get to know the person. And then they make friends during the Cursillo. And so with our hope is that they'll start mm-hmm. their own group reunion. They'll, they'll group and they'll come to an Ultrea. The Ultrea is a, the weekly gathering of, yeah. of group reunions. And so it's kind of by word of mouth as opposed to just come up and sign in. You know, yeah. it's, it's cause we need that support of friends. And that's the whole thing of the pilgrimage, right? You need to, to be accompanied. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, you know, and, and this is a true movement because it's it's yeah. it's a movement of hearts. That's how oh, I, I like see that. It. Like, it's yeah. a movement of hearts through the through Amen. the Holy Spirit, and and um, I really do appreciate how, you know, you you can 
uh, are allowed to be yourself and you have like on your website you have um in your website and, and folks out there i'm going to just mention the the, the websites so you can check out oh, thank the you details yes. the, as well and it's a cursillo sa.org so that's c-u-r-s-i-l-l-o-s-a.org and there you're going to find all the information on uh, what they're about and and what it is and in more detail and about the 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 rich history that it has Amen. um so let me ask you um uh, who can attend these uh, weekends, and um, how does um, how does one get involved? Do you have any coming up? Well, we have uh, what what we call as a once you you make a cursio, you, you, the weekend, the cursio weekend, or the cursio pilgrimage. Is now I'm going to talk about trying to get that changed because <laughs> I really like that. Um, you know, you re, we don't uh, bring people to cursio to 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 just to become cursistas. Right. We want them to encounter the Lord. And whether they want to come back to help in the cursio, that's up to them. We want them to continue group reunion, mm-hmm. and, and if they can, to come to Ultrea. But they don't have to be a part of, of the cursio per se because they have their lives, and we expect that they would be so in love with the Lord that they'd want to go in their families, in their, in their work environments, in their sports, in their friends, and wherever they're at. Um, but if they do feel called, then we have what's called a school of leaders. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's interesting about the Cursillo is that Bonin had a great sense of humor. And that's another thing that attracted me to the Cursillo is, uh, you know, jokes and, and things like that. But he had, um, he, for instance, gave a title that he adopted from the, from the uh, Catholic action of a rector, like a rector, right, mm-hmm. of a seminary or of a university as a leader. And then the, the people, the professors, he called them professors, where we just lay people, would give a, a, a talk, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes. But they would call the talks rollos, which in Spanish means a long, boring lecture. <laughs> and so it kind of tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and, uh, and so, um, and one of the things that we do in the Cursillo, we talk about the tripod. Piety, study, and action, right? Yeah. Piety. We got actually from Catholic action, youth mm-hmm. Catholic action. That was their motto, piety, study, and action. And piety is just our relationship with the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our study is what am I learning about myself? What am I learning about God in, in this thing and in, in who I am as a person? And then action is, uh, you know, what's more important is, is, is not just action, Christian action, but apostolic action, which is doing it because uh, you love the Lord. Yes. You know, it's, it's more than just doing, it's being that's what Bonin would always talk about being a Christian, right? And um, and it's not. In fact, that's uh, uh, Father Romano Guardini. One of his favorite quotes was from him was uh, that a Christian is not something you are, but something you're becoming. Yeah. Yes. Right. So it's it's right. this journey, right? It's right. this journey of of every day uh, uh, becoming. And so in in Mallorca, uh, and here we're we're just now since. A lot of his work is being translated. We're learning a lot about about the the mentality and the vision of of, of Bonin and the Cursillo. And so, um, like I mentioned in in uh, earlier at the break, that we have from eighteen and over. Okay. You know, okay. can come. Um, and I think it's important that that we we stress the importance for for all people of all ages, but especially for young people. 
I think it's so important mm-hmm. uh, for them to encounter the Lord at a young age, like I did when I was 16, and many of my other friends who are involved in Cursillo right now. Uh, we have like a little, uh, I don't want to say governing board because uh, we don't really, we're, we're just friends. Yeah. Um, but it's called the Secretariat, and, and, and the majority, we were in our teens when we lived our wow. Cursillo. Wow. And we're still here. <laughs> yeah, and, praise and, Jesus for yes, that. Yes, and, and so this, yeah. this journey that, that we've been on, um, you know, Pope Francis wrote to the youth with Christus Vivit, the, the, the letter to the youth, and he talks about the audacity of youth, right? The, yes. the fire that they bring. But he also said that it's not an age thing, it's an attitude thing. Yeah. You know, and, and so all of us can, no matter what age we are, can be young at heart, right? Yes. To be like children, like, uh, like, uh, Jesus said, right? To, to have that, the kind of mentality of, of, curiosity of mm-hmm. of wanting just to lo- be loved and, and to love and and so i think in that sense it's important and but it's for any age really yes. um once you're you're kursi stuff friend we have contact information as you mentioned kursiosa.org um and you can find a phone number our email is easy kursiosa at gmail.com kursiosa <laughs> is kind of our catchphrase now uh and it's easy to remember kursiosa yes. san antonio and you know it's it's in English. So even though we do keep a lot of the Spanish language that mm-hmm. everyone all over the U.S., the National Cursillo, yes. um, we're, we're, we're part of, of the National Cursillo movement, um, is who is headed in, is in, exactly. in, Ger- in Jewel, uh, Gerald, Texas, uh-huh, okay. near Austin. That's their headquarters. Good deal. Yeah. Well, we've got a minute left in the conversation. Thank you so much, Martin, uh, for, for spending part of your day with us. That was some great information. I know we only scratched the surface, yes. uh, actually, uh, regarding the, the Corsio movement. So God bless you, and thank you for sharing uh, today. Wow, Alex, what a great discussion. I um, again, I, I wish we had more time, uh, of course. But again, for more information on the Cursillo movement here in San Antonio, go to CursilloSA.org. Again, just a reminder, if you haven't yet uh, gone to an Advent penance service, get out there, check out who, uh, you know, who is hosting Little Flower Basilica, St. Matthew's and St. Paul. So until next week, let us all continue to work with love, joy and zeal in our hearts in his, in his vineyard. vineyard. God bless all of you. Pray for the priests at your local parish and for the priests all over the world to have courage to continue to serve our Lord. Please keep them in your prayers and in your hearts. Pray that they be lifted up to Christ in times of weakness and comforted in our Mother Mary's mantle when they are lonely. We ask that you pray for God's blessings upon our priests to grant them wisdom, understanding, and strength. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Dignity Women's Center for their support of Catholic Radio in San Antonio. Dignity Women's Center promotes the dignity of women by caring for the total person, physical, psychological, and spiritual. To learn more about their services, which includes a kids' play area and a certified massage therapist, you can call 210-593-4392 or visit them online at DignityWomenCenter.com. Thanks for your support for the Guadalupe Radio Network. Guadalupe Radio Network wants you to know the gospel reports that at two solemn moments, the baptism and the transfiguration of Christ, the voice of the Father designates Jesus his beloved Son. 
Jesus calls himself the only Son of God and by this title affirms his eternal pre-existence. In the centurion's exclamation before the crucified Christ, truly this man was the Son of God, that Christian confession is already heard. After his resurrection, Jesus' divine sonship becomes manifest in the power of his glorified humanity. He was designated Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. The apostles can confess, We have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Paragraphs 444 and 445 in the Catechism. Read and learn more today in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Your 24-hour-a-day source of Catholic inspiration. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.